come from. And a very good early morning to all of you out there who, despite the hour, have got up for this historic occasion in South African sport. As South Africa and India mark 30 years of friendship, we look to the next 30 years with even greater anticipation. We have millions watching this telecast right now. If you don't have the belief that you can win the series here, there's no point coming here. Once one. That's him. The finger will go up. And have a look at the celebrations. Everyone, I'm sure, is pumped up about this flash. Watch the Freedom Series from 26 December. Hello and welcome to the a Full Coach podcast, the review of this of this South Africa India series. We've reached the end of the three match test series. Tim's here live with me. I've got Tipper here with me as well to discuss this test series and review what's going on. Who's done what badly? Who's done what well? South Africa have won the third test at Newlands by seven wickets. South Africa needing giving being set a target of 212 and they got that really nicely it was it it seemed like this test match guys that the batting got a lot easier in all of the venues as the days going on so we're going to talk about that please remember do subscribe to our one world sports radio channel we'll be bringing you the odis these guys will be on commentary for the odis here in the western cape um also please do like and subscribe you can listen to us at one wsr.com the first point of question i'm going to ask tim this question right so africa went 2-1 initially at the start of the season you said in year 2-1 how did south africa did south africa steal the series from india how does africa win the series how did india lose the series south africa won it with the bowling in the same way that they've won it with the bowling in pretty much the last couple of years They've managed to eke out victories through expert bowling from Luki and Giri, Obada, and the find of the season for the Proteas, Marco Janssen. Absolutely outstanding uh, series for him. As for India, they've got to let them down. You can't help but feel they played Pajara and Rahani a series too long. One of those guys should, probably should not have played this series. They had uh, youngsters in their squad. They had Suarez Aya, who was a more attacking uh, combination uh, that would have suited India. Why he wasn't picked, I, I, I still don't understand. Also, I thought that India, they used Ashwin in the wrong way, particularly the last two test matches. Uh, and two different captains so it was two different plans but they used him in the wrong way we spoke about we spoke about it before and somebody like russell pontedusson it has been poor against spin mm. struggled against ashwin but by the time ashwin was on against russell russell was well set mm. russell had piled up 60 70 80 balls so it was a lot easier for him to play but South Africa were just phenomenal with the ball um, and a, a well led by the captain 
on and off the field by Dean Elgar uh, with the bat. Mm -hmm. And uh, just overall, I thought his captaincy, there were a few moments I thought he mm. made mistakes. Especially to tell in this. Um, yes, uh, it too short and stuff. But overall, I think it's a, it's an A for South Africa and probably, probably a C or D for India. C or D for India. Tabi, I think you're a lot more positive in that it's not necessarily India lost the series, South Africa won it. How did you see the series and how did you see South Africa coming through at the end? Obviously, bowling, top notch. Marco Janssen, the find of the season, left arm pace. He's got that bounce. Uh, all the bowlers were able to extract that extra bounce. Keshav Maharaj, not used too much, but he did contribute. So what I really enjoyed about watching the South Africans play and what I hoped for at the beginning of the series was that they'd make this a fight. People thought that uh, South Africa would be rolled over 2-1 victory, 3-0 victories we heard for India. Uh, but all I wanted from them was the way Dean Algar bats, I hope that like he captained and people just preserved their wicket, really fought and made it a fight. And, and that they did, and not only did they do that, uh, but they also got over the line with the victory. I know that uh, we're very critical of the South Africans batting, but what I liked... What I saw and I enjoyed was that the South Africans were able to build partnerships. Uh, we saw it in the Wanderers and we saw it in the second innings of the Wanderers and the second innings of Newlands. When they took control, they did it with partnerships. Even with Aidan Markham. Aidan Markham even got a partnership uh, with Dean Alpha at the Wanderers of 47. So, yeah, that's what I like to see. Constant contributions, everybody putting their hand up, whether it's with the ball or the bat or the field. South Africans didn't roll over, and that was the key. And uh, that's why, as Tim said, South Africa got an A+, plus, uh, mm. and, and maybe India not so much. So for me, I look at this and I'm like, and I think about the Indian teams that have come to South Africa, they've come with Sachin Tendulkar, who's the greatest ever batter in my lifetime that I've ever seen um, bat. They've come with Raul Dravi, they've come multiple times, they've come with Mahendra Singh Dhoni, they've come with Kohli. This is the third time Kohli's been in South Africa. And last time, it was close. Their bowling was just as close as South Africa's. I didn't even think towards the end. They, bat they bowled better than South Africa in that, in that 2018 series. But the batting was what let them down. Batting's always let India down. And batting lets them down here again. A team that went to Australia for a second time and won again um, in Australia earlier in 20 2011. 2021, not 2011. 2011 was probably South Africa's time. Um, a team that went to England and won there. Yes, it was 2-1 uh, in England, and they walked away to go play the IPL. A team that lost the World Test Championship in England, but got to the World Test Championship final. So they were a really great side. With There was a point in time yesterday, I think when we started yesterday, Pujara and Kohli, between themselves, had 14,000 test runs. There's an African team, 11,000 test runs. So you expected this Indian team to bat better. I didn't expect this to be a low... It was going to be a low-scoring series, but it wasn't going to be 200 plays 200, 200 plays 200 with leads of 30 and leads of... and deficits of 13. I thought, like, at the one at Centurion, India are going to score 300 in the first innings and South Africa would struggle to get to 300. And that's how India won at, 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 at Centurion. And then at the Wanderers, spicy pitch. Yes, the runs are going lower, but you thought with the class of that Indian side... Maybe we need to go back, and we'll probably talk about Kohli's back. Um, maybe that was the, the turning point in the series at the Wanderers. Here at Newlands, same thing happened on a much flatter pitch than the Wanderers. The Indian batters did not show up. They were talking about a transition before the last 
um, to this last test match, asking Brad Curley if it's time to let go of the guys who are in their early 30s. I'm not ageist, I don't think so, but maybe they might, we might see a rethink because the frustration for the team like this, especially Brad Curley, who likes these types of records to be the only captain to win in South Africa. He's the only, one of the only few Indian captains to win in India, as well as in the UK. So it's for me, that's where they lost it. South Africa were bold, just better than India. I think in part, even at the Wonders, India bowled better than South Africa. They made South African batters play. The problem with South Africa, their line was like a fifth stump line, and the, the Indian batters were just giving their wickets away. They weren't putting a prize on their wicket. And all it took was for South Africa to bat just better than India. Like, and, and, and if you look at the way this, this batting team has done, the South African batting team has gone, they haven't scored scores above 200, I think, in, since, 20, I think since 2018. Well, two scores above 300 since, I think, I think it was Sri Lanka, and the, the other one was when Aidan Markham scored 100 in Pakistan. So I'm not still happy with the way the batting is, especially in the first innings, because the better teams in world cricket, and India's the best team in the world, so that's fine. We'll give them that. But Australia, England, okay, England's struggling with the batting. But at home, I think they'll they'll, they'll still punish you with Joe Root on a purple patch, as well as um, as well as New Zealand, the one we're going to now in New Zealand. You want to need to be able to score runs, a lot of runs in the first innings. Try and close the gap if you're batting second, or if you're batting first, set the tone. We weren't able to set the tone, but our bowlers, as always, have brought us back into the series. They won us the series. Kahusa, 20 wickets. Marco Janssen, 19 wickets. So for me, India's batting lost it, and South Africa just needed to be just a little better. It wasn't as though they were playing like the, they were averaging what we expect them to average in test in a normal test match against any other average opposition, because this pitch here was a 300 pitch. It wasn't a 200 pitch. So it played into South Africa's realm of of ability and South Africa then exceeded their ability and won. But the great thing I must say, the one good omen is that that second innings batting at the Wanderers, the second innings batting here gives you some hope. It gives you a reference point and this team needs to do that. Now, gents, I'm going to go with Tim. Some talking points, some people we need a shout out to, some people who have our attention. Um, we have a, you have our attention part of the, of, of the thing, of the, of the, of the show, which players are you going to say they've caught your attention like we're now sitting up and listening well it's it's got to be the two from south africa it's got to be keegan peterson and uh, marco Yudson. keegan peterson has been doing very well at first class level for a number of years now and he kind of felt it was only a matter of time before he came into the side and every single image that he's played international cricket He's looked like he's belonged. He looked like he was part of the furniture already, and he was just starting his career. Um, if you just look at the last two images, um, he makes 72, and he says, no, that's enough. I need to do, get, get better. He makes 82 with a second, and that 82 went a long, long way and ensuring South Africa win this, win this test match. The other one wasn't at all sure that he should have been picked in the 11 this early on in his career. Saw so, him so in the A series, uh, saw so he was effective, saw so he had genuine pace and bounce uh, with, his, with his height, his 
Marco Janssen. Mm. Uh, I just thought that maybe it might be a little bit too soon against uh, potentially a very good batting lineup that India had. But boy, was I wrong. Um, mm. I think it is 17 wickets, I think. 19. 19 wickets in. At an average of 16. At an average of 16 in the series is quite phenomenal. And KG took 20 wickets at an average of 19. So it tells you a lot about where Marco Jansen is. He's a perfect foil for Anif Nokia because we were sitting here going, we, I know I wanted Duan and I need to apologize to everyone. Duan's record warranted selection. 28 wickets in domestic seasons. But Marco Jansen proved to everybody else, Tepo, that he is the one, he is a great replacement for Anup Nokia, who we thought would be a handful to the, um, to, to the handful to the Indians. Mm. Uh, but Mark Janssen coming in, picking up where Anup Nokia left off. Um, but who are the guys who had your attention? Yeah, Same I, people? Well, yeah, obviously you have to say uh, Kini Peterson and Marku Janssen, but I do want to give a quick shout out to Temba Bavuma and Lungi Ngidi. Mm. Uh, Lungi Ngidi especially was coming under fire uh, before the series. People didn't think that he'd be able to do it. People were like, oh, this guy, uh, we saw him in the IPL. Is he going to be ready after COVID? Uh, uh, come to Centurion, only player to take wickets on the first day, and he just kept going. Uh, he just kept those outswinging deliveries to the right-hander. Uh, in the last innings here at Newlands, he picked up his weight and... and and that's what I love to see about like the, the South African team. Everybody added a little bit something to the team. As much as we're not like the biggest fan of, of Rassi van der Dissen's batting necessarily, he contributed a valuable 40 at the Wanderers, a valuable 33, 40, well, yes, a valuable amount of runs here. 41 in those final innings. 41 here again. And he might not be flashy, he might not look comfortable, but he got the job done. He's much like my university career. It was ugly, but we got through in the end. And I feel like that's that's basically the that's South the, African that's team. That's the first year Yeah, that's basically it South African pretty, team. But, but we passed. Over the line. <laughs> and you know, that's that's good to see. Uh, some dogged performances. But yes, Timbo Bovuma. Oh, guys. Oh, Look man. at that. John John Lung says, averaging above 70. Timba, over the past... 20 test matches, Timber has steadily become Whoa, a better wow. test cricketer. The patience and, and, and uh, shown in him and the and the trust shown in him by the selectors to even give him the vice captaincy really shone through this series with the responsibility he was batting mm. with. Tim Timber was just the best batter in the series. Outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Um, didn't make a didn't make a foot wrong. Don't think he made a foot wrong. In the entire um, series with his batting, he's really hit a purple touchdown. There's been a lot, a lot of said prior that he was an uh, in and out sort of player, mm -hmm. making useful thirties and stuff, but uh, but not quite cracking on. He was what he was in this series was consistent. Mm -hmm. Fans have been asking him to be consistent, and he has responded. He's been incredibly consistent in this series. Mm. Uh, and it's really good to see that that little order now is slowly coming together with Keegan and Temper together. And they have so you kind of like have a, you have a settled three and five. You have settled one, settled three, a settled five. And obviously with Calvarena coming in as your six for probably even up until the Indian tour, 
there's some things that we need to figure out at two and at four, and we're gonna actually let's go into that right now. Tip, I'm gonna go to you. Aiden Markton, Rusty Fanderson, they've been spoken about on social media about maybe South Africa need to try and find an alternative in those positions. Where do you stand on Aiden at two or as an opener, and also on Rusty, uh, on Rusty, and what do you think the tough conversations that need to be had? by the team management, even though we did win, that the, uh, what, what those tough decisions might be? I think uh, comparing those two is actually a very interesting comparison because we'll start with Rusty van Edison. Doesn't look good for his runs. Looks very agitated, looks very uh, nervous for his runs, but he still gets the job done, still gets the 40s and the whatnots. And the... But with Aiden Markram, on the other hand, at the top of the order, he looks great, you know, he looks like he'd really middle the ball, send it to the boundary, but then there's just that one brass shot that just, where he just throws his wicket away. Uh, or he's, he seems unlucky uh, to go out to a new ball delivery. But what I felt was that there were lots of balls that he went out to that he didn't need to go out to. In Centurion, when he left too late, he looked lazy, or I don't know, when I was commentating and watching mm -hmm. that, I thought it was a lapse in concentration, but I mean, he had literally just come in. So, collapse oh, how? How? So early in the innings, lifted up his bat too slowly, chopped it onto his stumps. Here at Newlands, gets a thick outside edge with an expansive drive, survives. The next ball, same thing. <laughs> like, what, what Dean Algo was talking about at the end of the series, or what he was asked was, you guys look like you're improving every day, like you're taking steps forward. But with Aiden Markham, it doesn't feel... Like we're taking any steps forward. It's been 23 games and still he's not quite settled in the team. And you have to sort of think to yourself, if you are Sabo Adio, if you're waiting in the wings, you'll feel hard done. If you're even waiting in the wings behind Sabo Adio, you'll feel like there's no chance because we're just going to keep going with Aiden Markham. So with Rassi Fanadison, I think in terms of stability, we need him there. Might not be pretty, but he gets the job done. Aiden Markham, I think... I think, with all due respect, Aiden, I show you a cool guy, but I think, like, you've had more than enough time to get yourself into this team, work on your technique, make better decisions, but unfortunately, other people need opportunities now. Do you think the same way, Tim? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's time that you give the next guy a chance. Saul Elvira is the next guy waiting in the wings. He's been waiting a while. Um, he's been doing very well in our domestic photo series, uh, scoring the numbers, doing everything that has been asked of him. It's time that we, Aiden has found his, his place at the T20 side. Yes. And that's, and that's fair enough, but he is too shaky at the top of the order in the, um, in the, in the test format. And, uh, so there's no dropping him to four? That doesn't no. even come, to, come into my discussion. No. Uh, you do not move somebody up and down the order to find a place where he might be successful. Aaron <laughs> uh, Markham doesn't bat for domestically for the Titans. So you can't really do that. At least, at least with Gallimann Balan, he is batting it for, for the Rocks. So yeah. he knows that there's a four. There's a possibility at four. Yes. He knows he's there. He's there on purpose. He's there deliberately to try and get into that position. You can't send Aiden, look, because you're the prodigal son, 
we're going to desperately get a five position for you. It doesn't work like that. Ireland needs to now carry back, score a ton of runs. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not averaging 40, he needs to average 60, 65. What he can do, he's done that last season. He's got a close to 900 runs, or just over 900 runs. I think he was less than 100 runs short in that final. Mm-hmm. He was called for it. Yeah. yeah. It's a great thing. We've won. We've won, we've won, we've won. It's awesome, right? Looking forward to New Zealand, right? You've spoken about these two guys. There's a question on on, on, on Twitter, uh, on, on YouTube, about who replaces Nokia, who, who Nokia replaces when he comes back. That also brings in the question of Keshav Maharaj. To, the pictures that we're seeing in New Zealand look very green. New Zealand even dropped a Jasper Patel who took 10 wickets in India. Is there a play? Because we, we understand that Dean has been defending Kesh every single press conference he gets. Is there a place for Kesh out on that tour to New Zealand? I think he has a place in the squad, but is there a place in the 11? And what does your 11 look like now? Early predictions of that 11 look like going into New Zealand. Kesh is not making that 11. So, so, so no care replaces Kesh out. Nokia replaces Keshav. Simple as that. Simple done. Uh, and then Saro at the top? And then Saro is going to open at the, at the top of the order. And then, they, if for me, there potentially needs to be a discussion at four. I like Rossi. Uh, I know he's a good guy. Uh, but I need to have somebody who's better technically at that position. Um, he's had very important innings at the series, um, crucial to South Africa's win. But I do think there comes a time where a team needs to make hard decisions to move forward. And I think potentially we need to find a next, a better player, guy that is going to be there for the next seven, eight, nine years, potentially. Um, well, unless he could be there for seven, eight, nine years, he is 33. Yeah. But I, I get your point. It's a push. <laughs> the other question that I need to ask you to post to one Olifin. Mm-hmm. Has he lived up to the hype? Didn't take a lot of wickets, five wickets for 40 runs in the series. Do you persist with a guy like Duan? Or do you then say, no, Duan, we've seen what you can do. We understand maybe domestic safe circuit isn't that great with the batters. We might not necessarily take you to the New Zealand tour? I think he's definitely going on the tour, but whether he's in the 11, I'm not sure I would replace Keshav Maharaj just yet. Um, I think the series against Bangladesh, could the pitches could have been prepared for the specific teams being played mm-hmm. against. A subcontinental team, you don't want to give them any chance with spin, get the greenest pitch you can, but when South Africa goes there, come on guys, our strength pace bowlers. So I wouldn't be so quick to, to throw Kesh out. He also had a great series in New Zealand uh, when he made his debut there. And also, he offers something with the bat. Not a lot, but it's something. Extends but at number eight, is it enough? <sighs> it's more than what Anwar Nokia would give you, and it's more than what Duan Olifid would give you. So so going back to your question about Duan Olifid, yes, he'll be on the tour. I think he's still needs to do a little bit more, needs to spend some time with the team a little bit more. And he's knocking on the door, but he hasn't quite struck 
as much as South African fans expected him to, especially after his domestic performance. Like in the picking order of the bowlers, the series he's behind Marku Janssen. Mm. That is that is apparent. That is clear. Marku Janssen also offers left hand, so he's probably going to fall out. Him and Vian Mulder are going to have to battle it out, and he'll have to improve his batting to you know give him a little bit extra for the selectors because if the pitch is green, if the pitch is slow. I mean, maybe bring on, bring in Vian Mulder for that change of pace, you know, because you don't just want pace bowler after pace bowler after pace bowler. Sometimes a change of pace on a slow pitch could change the game and change the complexion of the game. So I'm not sure where we stand with Duan Bolifid at the moment. He's definitely still in the picture, but he still has a lot of work to do. What I like to see from him is what I like to see from Aiden Markham. If they want to come back into the test side, Play more for their cricket, keep going there, keep knocking on the door, and eventually, I feel that yeah, they'll they'll they'll, they'll get their shots. They'll get their shots as an injury replacement or something like that. As an injury replacement. <laughs> well, look, Manus Labuschagne made a his made a career out of being an injury replacement. Um, guys, one last thing, obviously, looking forward, are there any players knocking on the door of the side that you would want to see? On the church in New Zealand. Yes, I do, but it's not gonna it's not going to be there. It's going to be better, bro. It's going to be better. <laughs> so you Definitely. can't stop need, this guy. Well, you need that before. Yeah. I need that before. I'm asking for that. Asking for that before. <laughs> you see your man. For me, technically, everybody. So my answer with this that I was carrying with Tim, my 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 idea is that David Bellingham hurt himself by leaving South Africa. He left too early. He probably should have come in like a little bit longer. Like last year, if he played last year, he'd be the one who'd be forcing the tough conversation around Rassi. Now, you've got guys like Tony DeZorzi, but Tony's an opener now, so do you bat him at four? Ryan Rickleton's in the squad. He averages 19. He bats at three, so he can bat at four as well. The other question I wanted to ask you guys is Temba Bavuma moving up to four. We've tried him for like a series didn't work out you want to try it again put him in four maybe rusty goes down to five I like that. does that work for you i like that i like that but you say that number four needs to be your best batter and in terms of how he looks his punches his drives are looking so clean much like what we like aiden Markham for like those powerful shots mm. timba Bavuma has that he looks so good. And, and what's also enjoyable about Tim Woman, the series as well, is that he'd always be at the end of an innings to finish the game. He values his wickets. And if you're just moving up the order just a little bit, he could potentially convert, which is what the fans are crying out for. Timbo, we want a century. <laughs> give him a little bit more time. And that could potentially happen. Okay. And you know, he's really been stepping up with the responsibility. So I do like the sound of just moving her up, just the order, just a, a little bit there. That could be an interesting experiment. Uh, and I think it's worth trying. Yeah. Tim, what do you think of that? I think it's worth where he is. I understand the, mm. the argument. I, I, I do. And uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be necessarily strongly anti it, but he's working where he is. Mm. He's found a rhythm, he's found a consistency, he's in form. I wouldn't be moving him. One last topic, guys. Tim, I'm going to ask you, Dean Alves' captaincy. How do you rate Dean Alves' captaincy out of 10? Seven. 
I would have been a six, but it's a seven because he won. Because he won. <laughs> <laughs> one for the win. One for the win. <laughs> it was. It's been good. Uh, it could, it good enough, general. Um, what worries me is when games, the batting teams slightly fight back, particularly the tail enders, mm. and. Plan A seems to be far short, and there doesn't seem to be a plan B. And that, that's where you could have used cash. That was my my, my, my yeah. thinking. I was like, use the use the slow boat. Yeah, I, I I don't. I was a bit worried. So when we come up against somebody who does better than India have in the series, that potentially does worry me. Uh, there were a couple of instances as well where uh, he asked Ulathia to bowl short to pant. With nobody on the left side of the boundary, and it made absolutely no sense at all. Either Ulafir did it on his own bat, which I, I doubt, or Ulafir asked him to do that and forgot to put the there mm -hmm. because a couple of balls later there was a deep wicket on the boundary. Um, but I like the fact that he is front foot captaincy, i.e., he's very. He says what he believes, he says what he thinks. If he's unhappy with somebody, he says it. He makes sure that that individual knows that, listen, this is not good enough. You need to back up your ideas. And I like that. I like the fact that he is leading from the front of his batting, as well as the way he's quite vocal in, in, what he, in which way he wants to go. Simple, what's your number for Dean? I would be a little bit more generous than Tim because I feel I'm a little bit of an optimist. Give him a 7.5 towards 8 um, because of his temperament and how he was able to translate his temperament into the team. Uh, what I wanted, and I've been saying this for quite some time now, what I wanted from the South African side is a side that fights. The way Dean Algar bats, ugly, gets the job done, hard to get him out really preserves his wicket, stays in. How many how many times has he stayed in, mm. held his bat from the top of the innings to the bottom of the innings? That's what I wanted to see in the team, and I felt that I saw that. When when Keegan Peterson was batting, I saw it. When Tim Abavuma was batting, I saw it. And when they when they needed to build partnerships, I saw it, which was good. Uh, but then a minus two for the lapses in concentration. Um, but also to take that into context of the South African team, Still a relatively fresh captain for uh, the South African team. So I feel that he will grow into it. Those types of things, if he just watches the match footage afterwards, which I'm sure he does, he'll be like, ah, should have brought the field in for Rishabh Pant that one time when it was over number Wawa and he was on his century. You know, so there are things that he can iron out, but I don't think that there are like fundamental problems with Dean Alvar's captaincy. And I think also, most importantly, once again, with the context, he's the captain that South Africa needed now. Uh, CSA in turmoil, um, the South African team with selection, things going up, down, uh, SJN hearings when everything is tense, everything is edgy. You need someone just to be a calm head in the room, an honest head in the room, and he was the best man because he's probably the last person to get dropped. So, yeah. I really enjoyed it. 7.5 to 8. Okay. I'm giving Dean a 7, um, largely because I did not enjoy watching those open fields to the tail enders. 
at the Wanderers and here. Last question around about our visitors, India. Tim, where did where does India go from here? Burnley. I'm not sure they're going to. Because I think they said that I think they want to said it, but there's not necessarily a plan to move forward with the times. And I do think that, that that is what they need to do. You need to have stroke makers not just that are not just Virat Kohli in that batting order. Mm. So uh, Suez Ira has got to come in and um and he made a hundred on debut. Yeah, it it just New Zealand and uh yeah very very strange that he wasn't in there. Um the, the bowling was was good enough. It wasn't, you know, there was there were patches that were, were good enough. Also, I'm not sure what they what they think of Ashwin because as, as I, I know, standing like a, a repeat here, mm-hmm. but they used him very strangely at the series. I, yeah, I, I think quite... they were. I think India were missing Jadeja who was injured. Yeah, yes. yeah. That was a huge thing. They need. The need to dash back mm. and he it gives them a lot of energy in the field i think india i think i think india he's their talisman even though he's not a, a fast bowler boomer is off rhythm throughout the entire series um, but he picked it up towards the end there were a couple of spells where you're like oh we know who boomer is we can see how dangerous he is so but where to from here for india yeah there's a comment here from john saying bye-bye pujara bye Rahane. it's 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 time for a transition because right now they're just like holding a place that yes they had a decent contribution in a losing cause in uh, at the wanderers but you don't see them being there for the future they have tons of test runs to their names but you feel that now is the time to sort of let go of them they've done well you served your country well but it's time for Shirish Aya, uh, it's time for Hanuma Bihari. He did very well in the SAA India A series. Uh, and yeah, to, to, to let to, to, to open room for, for those types of players, as you said, Jadeja, you, you don't realize what you got till it's gone. And, and that's exactly what uh, they felt here. Just someone to, to change the complexion of the game. Uh, but yeah, Mohammed Shami did very well as well. So there are people that you can definitely keep in the side to keep the continu- continuity of the team, but uh, some people do need uh, to just make room for other players. Okay, thank you very much, guys. Um, the great thing about this Test Series win is that we've got some very nice World Test Championship points, so that increases the expectation on the South African team. And so the next time we're going to talk Test Match Cricket will be on the tour to New Zealand when they announce the squad and we'll be here the full quarter podcast. But next week, we've got the ODIs, the ODI squad is out. We're going to talk about that closer to the time, maybe early next week. But this was just a review for this test series. South Africa winning the series 2-1. So congratulations to Mark Boucher. Congratulations to Dinalga, to the team, to the guys at CSA for putting on this series in a COVID bubble. Yes, the fans were allowed, but we managed to get through a lot uh, throughout the series, through the series. And now we're just looking towards that um, ODI series will be live here on onewsr.com. So please do subscribe, hit the like button, hit the notification bell, and let you guys know. At the end of it all, South Africa came out winners. So it's time for everybody to go party hey. and enjoy a test series victory at home against the top tier nation. So well done, guys. And thank you very much. Well done to the team that was doing commentary here at One World Sports Radio. It was our first time doing it, and we really do thoroughly enjoy it. We do appreciate your commentary on YouTube, 
James coming in with a with a finger there. (laughs) So thank you very much, everyone. Have a great day, great afternoon. Enjoy. We'll be back for those ODIs next week. From myself and Paul, Tim, James in the corner, Teppo and Tim, Lesale. To know where you are going, you have to know where you come from. And a very good early morning to all.